Hello, my name is Ben Buddy Slack, and I'm the founder of a charity called the Swansong Project. The Swansong Project gives people, basically, in the, their lives, the opportunity to write and record their own original song. Uh, I started doing a series of interviews with songwriters, asking them to um, share with us one of their songs, tell us a bit about how they wrote it, give a songwriting tip that might be useful to new songwriters, and also share uh, how some music's helped them um, think about bereavement in some way. Um, this episode features Mick Artistic. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Okay, today I'm here with Mick Artistic. Um, so I've been a big fan of Mick's for a long time. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Mick. I'm really happy to have you here. Um, My pleasure. Mick's going to do us a song and then uh, we're going to carry on with the rest of the, the three sections in the if you watch these interviews before I do three sections we have a song where it plays a song of theirs we have a lot of chat about how they wrote it then section two they give a, a tip what might be useful to new songwriters and section three we talk about a song that's meaningful to them relating to end of life and bereavement so um, we'll get started Mick's gonna play a song for us I'm gonna put you on the big screen then you can uh, introduce your song and crack on Mick I'm looking forward to hearing it right this is a song <laughs> space in a little tin can actually didn't he lived in store that was just one of his jokes and this man I would have liked to kiss him and shake his hand he was a funny man Sometimes he'd sing in American, sometimes he'd sing in Cockney. Even though his dad were from Donny. How he managed to survive on an egg a day, I'll never understand. He was a funny man. At Christmas, he'd have a Malteser. There were fat birds all over his quilt, he was an anxious geezer. Probably never had a bag of chips in his life, except silicone chips when he was doing his downloads and his sonic experiments with Robert Fripp. When he sat the spiders from Mars, he needed another backing band. So who did he turn to? Where did he go? He ran for the shadows, ran for the shadows, ran for the Sometimes the police were called because they thought he was druggy. But he'd tell them a joke and then they'd go away. He was a funny man. When he invented the onesie, 
he felt like a king again. He was back on top. Order was restored. He knew which way the wind was blowing. I think he was sad about the floods when he was in New York on Broadway. Thinking about all his soggy relatives in Donny. And he remembers standing in the stands watching Donny against Man U. And he'd be chanting, Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 Georgie Best. Where's the dress? So do I. Fits like a glove. Wah, wah, wah. Excellent, Steph. Thank you very much, Mike. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm hoping the recording didn't pick up my chuckling away during it. <laughs> that was uh, that was brilliant. Thank you. Um, what can you tell us about that song? Sorry, I'm having a bit of a problem with my headphones here. Uh, there we go. Tell you about, uh, okay, well, I will. Um, well, that song, David Bowie, um, when, when Bowie died about two years ago, yeah. uh, there was like, lots of... Um, tribute nights and people were like doing events and stuff to kind of uh, pick him up and to praise him and stuff and, uh, and I was never a particular a, a Bowie fan I mean I, I quite liked Golden Years and uh, uh, what was the other one the uh, the Secret Light Secret Light Secret Lights of Arabia and there was the uh, Station to Station uh, so I didn't really sort of, it kind of didn't really gel with him, but I realised that he was an important figure. And so somebody said, will you, will you do a song? So I think it was at Chapel FM over in Seacroft, they were having a, a Bowie night. And uh, I, th I thought, I don't know. I thought, well, I can't just go in there and start doing Starman or, or um, ch 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 changes or something. So I, I just thought, well, I'll, I'll just make a song up. I'll make some stuff up about Bowie and uh, because he deserves more than just a kind of a, me just going in there and just doing, I don't do copies. I don't kind of do um, other people's stuff. So I thought, well, I'll just write a song about Bowie. And my mother would just give me an accordion for my birthday. And, uh, and I, I was having a little go in it. I don't, I can't play particularly. You know, so I kind of found a couple of chords in it because it's got these built-in chords and I thought, oh yeah, da, da, da. I thought I'll do a song about Bowie on the accordion, and and I'll just make a lot of bollocks up about him, and just a lot of you know. So is it not? It's not factually so accurate. Like, is that part of me. Is it? Is it not factually accurate? There's not. There's not one bit of it that's accurate. <laughs> I thought he didn't invent the ones. The thing is, to me anyway, <laughs> Bowie was a man who just created kind of myths and stuff, and he made stuff up, and he was very enigmatic so I thought well yeah it doesn't matter because nobody really knows what because he had all these masks and sort of personas and I thought it doesn't matter because I can just make up I can just tell us because he was he just 
he was a you know a man of many myths. So I thought I'll just make another myth up about him that he came from Stoke and that he lived in a tin can and that he invented the onesie and all that. You know, that was my favourite one. And I thought it kind of it would appeal to him. I thought he would be up there in you know in heaven, whatever, and be tickled by it. Yeah. And I and I didn't really, but I I remember playing it to a friend of mine uh, from Bradford, uh, and that, from an ex art college mate of mine. And he was really moved by it. And he was, he was kind of, I could hear him sort of breaking up on the phone saying, I, I think that's beautiful. And I never really, it was just a bit of a taking the piss really. But at the, the same time, there's obviously something there. I, 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 there was a sense of kind of respect I had for him. Even if he wasn't, even if I didn't have any Bowie albums, I still knew that he had um, quality and, and he had power and he was really, a game changer. He was. He was a big icon of my youth. You know, I grew up, and he was always there. Even if I wasn't sort of um, buying his stuff, I was very kind of aware of what he was doing and all the, the shifts he was doing. And I was quite impressed. And he, he turned me on to people. I mean, I, I used to read some of his interviews, and he'd say, oh, you know, you need to read William Burroughs, or you need to read J.G. Ballard, or and and I I'll look at you know Warhol or Iggy Pop, or you know, I didn't know who these people were, so. I just listened to him, you know, I just kind of followed it up and and I got into William Burroughs and um, Iggy Pop and, you know, Ballard and various people like that. And he was seen to be very, um, very bright and very restless and he, he, and he absorbed lots of sort of stuff and he was really into just kind of changing and using new technology and, and trying, you know, he was always, he never sat still, he never sat on his laurels. And so, whether you liked him or not, you have to respect his kind of, his courage to kind of just think, no, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm bored with this, I'm going to do, I'm going to try this now, you know. So. Yeah, like he's kind of like, like an indirect influence in that way. I'm kind of the same with Bowie and some other acts where I've not got lots of his albums, and I don't know a lot of his albums in as much detail as I know other artists, but I was, I, no one had been influenced by his artistic journey and the choices that he's made and yeah like been put on to other things through that artist does that make sense mm, mm-hmm. yeah one well, of the things that sorry. yeah you can see how he's influenced lots of other people you know there's people i i like that have obviously taken from bowie yeah. and or you're in the same ballpark you know let me hear people like you know radiohead there's lots of people that blur there's lots of, you know, the modern music with people that, that have all got sort of connections. You can, you know, even like people like Jonathan Richman, I like his, you know, his, he was, they came from the, the Velvet Underground. Bowie was really into the Velvet Underground. Richard Richman was into the Velvet Underground. And there was sort of like this kind of incestuous sort of thing going on. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's, um, yeah, there was just he just he just he just influenced lots of things he did. Yeah, one of the, one of the things one of the things yeah. that came to me when you were talking about it then was it's something that came from one of these other interviews and is kind of a consistent thing in in the Swan Song Project with the songs that I write with people is it's wanting to leave a tribute to someone but like an honest one. So you know, lots of kind of tribute songs and things like that are over the top with how brilliant the person was and stuff like that where. What happens a lot with the songs that I write, is people say they want to write a tribute to someone, but they want you to be honest as well. So it's not making out that the person was 
perfect. It's acknowledging flaws and acknowledging different things. So that the way you, but you know, like while still paying tribute. So the way you described wanting to write this song for Bowie, but not not him not being one of your like biggest heroes, but you still managed to write a song which is is moving and feels like a tribute to him. But mm. isn't like David Bowie is the greatest person of all time. And it he's wasn't consciously, but I wasn't going consciously. You know, I'll all bow down. You're you're yeah. amazing. You're great. But I, despite it all, I I, I I had to admit that he was an, a profound influence. You know, on on culture, on on, on Western culture, and, you know, music and, and arts, and just the fact that sort of he, you know, he dressed up and influenced people like. You know, I mean, the Spandau Ballet and, well, you know, the, the idea of sort of using the stage for theatre as opposed to just getting on stage with the amplifier and just banging out your songs. He yeah. brought, brought sort of, you know, he, he had a lot of attention to detail visually, you know, uh, with his clothes and also with his images and stuff. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, that's great, Mick. Thank you. Um, so let's move into section two now. So this is where I ask songwriters to share with us a tip that might be useful for new songwriters um, if you're just getting started. So uh, have you got have you got a songwriting tip for people, Mick? Uh, well, I've got a, I've got a tip for people. It's, um, uh, when I was doing stand up, um, I remember I was up in Edinburgh and I was in the stu- in the uh, dressing room and I was going to go on stage at this uh, contest. I was really nervous, really frightened. And um, I'd got some of my sort of uh, jokes ready on my funny stories. And uh, there was an old comedian sitting in the corner. And uh, he said, you're all right, don't worry, don't worry. He says, you'll be fine. Just can't, you know, just have a drink of water. And he says, just, just, just play to yourself in the bathroom mirror. Just amuse yourself. Make yourself giggle. You know, just make yourself, you know, titter. Uh, you don't need to be worried about them out there. Just enjoy and amuse yourself. Enjoy yourself. Go go this way instead of going that way. And you know, don't be anxious. Don't be desperate about. Oh yeah, they're there. I've got to cater to these. You don't know those people, but you know yourself, and you know what makes yourself laugh, and you know what is is a prize bit of joy and a prize bit of silliness and cheeky. And oh, I can't do that because that's that's stupid, but so I I went on stage and I was really stupid, and I I, I got runner up to Peter Kay by <laughs> just going on and doing nothing. I just <laughs> basically I just took the piss back. So that it's it's a case of don't kind of uh, don't be too insecure about you, you say you don't think oh I've got to write um, songs to to sort of you know compete with. Whoever, Dylan or Neil Young or, or, or Jarvis Cocker or whoever, you know, just just spend some time with yourself and, and, and it doesn't have to be groundbreaking. It doesn't have to be. You just um, sit with yourself. And uh, I mean, I started kind of from, from the ground, basically. And I, a lot of my songs are just about things on the ground, like dipsticks or or plastic toys or whatever. You know, the things that are kind of almost ignored. They're not kind of, they're usually damaged and they're, they're broken off something. But to me, um, they, 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 they sing out to me. 
you know, and uh, for whatever reason, you know, uh, and I'm not a practical man. I wouldn't know, I'd, you know, I'd do a song about a dipstick and I, I have no skills with dipsticks or with engines or anything. If somebody gives me a hammer, I'll sell it, you know, because I have no idea what to do with it. You know, I just, I'll, so I, I think it's, all I'm saying is that uh, um, just amuse yourself. It doesn't have to be in part, it doesn't have to be issues, groundbreaking issues about kind of climate change or about uh, poverty or about, you know, death and stuff. You can just, for me, I, I start small, really small, just something that kind of, because maybe I felt small at times and I just looked around at something to reassure me and I'd see something that was like small and really fragile looking and, and it, it would, it would sort of, um, almost like I wanted to adopt it. So I've got like a, I've got a windowsill over there full of little plastic toys that I found in the street that were broken little bits of stuff. And um, I bring them home and look after them. I've got three proper children as well, but I've got <laughs> some plastic children as well. <laughs> so all I can say is um, just start from here, start from, you know, yourself. And, and you don't need to blow trumpets. I mean, you can if you want, but sometimes it's just as effective. Um, just having a, just a muse, uh, some musings that you have. They yeah. don't have to kind of be, they don't have to be sort of concise and, and um, uh, kind of fundamentalist and uh, clear. You can write about just, you know, kind of anxiety and doubt. You get some great songs about doubt and just about, you know, not being uh, sure. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that's, that's all I can... Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one, Mick. Thanks for that. And if um, if people want some some examples of great songs like that, I'd recommend checking out some of Mick Artistic's uh, back catalogue. One of my favourites of yours is Crook Lock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's something else. <laughs> Flying in the street. <laughs> So is that, and is that what you were saying about um, amusing yourself? Like, is that how you often come up with ideas of songs that you just find something what tickles you and then follow that thread? Well, it's not that it tickles me. I mean, it, it just it's sort of I'm I'm kind of um, dis distracted by it. I just I, I just wonder where it came from and who it belonged to. You know, there might be a little pen in the street with like a funny name, like like kind of Blythe's Plumbers. And I just wonder who Blythe's plumbers were, you know, and, and uh, I'm creating little pictures in my head of what the man looks like, you know, is he small and has he got sort of ginger beard? And has he got a, has he got a small wife? And, you know, these things are like little talismans or something, you know, they're like little good luck charms. So, um, uh, I don't know where I'm going. I've lost my train of thought there. Yeah, no, that's great. Though, mate. Yeah, that's, that's, that's like a really <laughs> useful tip, I think, for people that just... Uh just write about and it's yeah it's because it, i think it's i think you, you kind of train yourself to spot things that might be that you and to me, like really you can use anything can't you? you can write a song about your table you can write a song about your pen you can write a song about your cup you know you can do anything and it's kind of i guess training yourself to spot those things and and work with them in a way does that does that make sense uh, well it's it's uh, i suppose it's just a case of just I, I did a lot of it. I kind of, I, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't have um, a lot of security in my life. 
and I just needed a lot of kind of TLC and I wasn't getting lots of from people around me. So I, I used to try and I'd get it from the world around me, you know, the debris, find things that sort of cheer me up and, uh, and make me, you know, make me less lonely or, you know, less anxious. And, uh, and they just turned into kind of, I don't know what some people, you know, say, oh, that's an anthem that, and it's not, it's just, it's just a song about something that's, that's unnoticeable and small. And that's kind of how I felt for a long time. I just didn't feel like I had any kind of bearing or any kind of strength. And so that was a reflection of, of my, of me. And I, you know, there were all lots of the, um, you know, like Boff from Chumbawamba, he's saying, he says, he says, your, you know, your stuff is there. It's always melancholy. He said, there's loads of jokes and, and stuff in it, but there's always like a kick in it. There's always like a, there's a sadness there, you know, as well as it, you know, as well as it being uh, daft and funny and witty, but there's a, and that, that's part of it, you know. I think, well, you know, you watched, you know, like I watched Friday Night Dinners, which is this TV series, and it's, it's crazy, it's about a Jewish family. And it's it's almost unwatchable at times because it's just full of despair and, and it's there's a lot of pathetic people in this program, you know. But you just recognize recognize myself in, in the in these people, this sort of lost son, the awkward son, the crap dad who's Asperger's, and the the mother who's who's trying to keep the house clean and stuff. And uh, it's uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, you just you use what you've got around you, you know, and then I'm influenced by, by the stuff about me. I can't help yeah. it. It's there. And yeah. when I sort of, uh, scribble yeah. and because I can, because I've done it since I was a kid, that's I, I, my go-to thing is a pen. I get a pen. There it is. I don't, I don't get this. I don't get zooms and I particularly, I don't get <laughs> kind of, um, I don't get kind of uh, paint box and graphic-y sort of things on the computer, but I do understand this, you know, these things. And I can make a picture and I can... So I, I operate in a very small kind of, uh, let's see, um, concise world. But uh, it's normally in black and white, you know, sort of. And, uh, and I do, I like black and white. I mean, I, we do, our albums are all in black and white. And um, and it's very very simple. It's a small palette. You can't get more simpler than black and white. Yeah, you know, there's no reds or blues in there. You know, I'm not having a blue period. I just have a black period, a black and white period. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Yeah, thanks, thanks, for that Mick. Um, let's move into section three, sorry. I've just I've been yeah. alerted, but we've got we've got seven minutes left on this, so I'm kind of just I'd, right. love, I'd love to go on for longer, but we. Um, uh, so yeah, so section three. Um, I ask um, my guests to choose a song uh, and then what I'll do is the song link will be in the description so I'll ask Mick to introduce the song to us now uh, then if you're watching the video you can pause it go out and listen to the song come back and Mick's going to tell us why he chose that song so uh, what was the song you chose for us Mick? Uh, it's a song called uh, My Only True Friend by uh, Greg Ullman uh, for, and it was his last album uh, before he died and um, it's one of Johnny Flocks and uh, He's the guitar player in, in the band with me. Me and Johnny worked together, and uh, 
Johnny's always playing these people that I've never heard of. Well, I'd heard of Greg Allman, but uh, I remember the Allman brothers, but I never listened to any of the later stuff. But Johnny bought this album, and it's uh, this is the album recorded just before he died. I think he had cancer or something, and he died about maybe three or four years ago or something. Uh, but this album it was is so poignant and so um, it just reeks of death, and it just talks about. Uh, and, and I always remember Greg Olmers, this kind of long, blonde-haired, sort of quite a bit androgynous, but he had a bit of facial hair and stuff, and uh, um, sort of cool dude, sort of. But the, the songs on the album are, are about an, an old man who's uh, uh, who's going to miss his partner, who's going to miss his friends, and who hopes that the stuff that he's done, he can will his music and stuff will be a Will, will make people cry and, and people remember it's like a legacy and uh it was quite um and it is it just it just it smells of longing and it smells of um wistfulness and uh and it's a sad song and it's a beautiful song and it just made me kind of realize that sort of i i'm sort of I'm not 25 anymore, you know, I'm 65 in two weeks time, three weeks time. And when I was a kid, 65 was like, well, that's two weeks away from death. <laughs> As, you know, As a kid, I thought, well, those are just, there are the husks. They need to yeah. be going in the bread bin then, the husks, these <laughs> 65 year olds. <laughs> so I'm on the way to the bread bin, you know. Uh, so th that song kind of spoke to me and, uh, uh, and it's, it says, my only friend, true friend is the road. And it's quite cliche. It's a bit cheesy. It's about kind of being in a band and the only kind of dependable friend is, I've seen friends come and go, but my only true friend is the road. And kind of, it is, I really like, I really like traveling and being in a car and going someplace and then getting out and playing some songs. And it's great. I just love it. I just love stopping at the services and I love getting out and stretching, getting my knees going again, getting the blood to my knees and blood to my, my back, and then hauling keyboards and stuff into a smelly old venue. It's beautiful. Yeah. So that kind of song, uh, but it won't last forever. You there's, know, um, um, there's a few lines in it what really stood out to me, because the opening line is, what is it? you and I both know this river will flow to an end. And like, what a way to start yeah, yeah. a song. That one just like, foof. But the, um, the other one yeah. really stood out to me was, is it, um, I hope you're haunted by the songs of my soul. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. just like, foof. It's, it's yeah. very, it's quite a sort of, a, it goes straight in like a knife, you know. It's, uh, because he's, he's, it's almost like he's a ghost already. It's like he's, yeah. all, he's, almost, he's, he's already dead, you know. Since that my, my time is gone, my time is past. And this is just an echo of what I was. This song is just a, uh, and, uh, and that's but that, yeah but that then yeah. the songs will live on for a long time and that we can keep enjoying yeah. that song well, and, and stir people you know and, and sometimes you know i mean i was thinking of choosing um hello it's me by todd rundgren which is another and that's not a kind of a song about death but it's really beautiful and it uh moves me and and i want to cry and at the same time i just it's got everything it's sexy it's beautiful it's optimistic and it's sad as well and it has all human life in, for me in, in that song, you know. And it's very simple as well. 
yeah. yeah well thanks a lot for that mick that's uh, uh yeah it's a powerful song it's uh, it's beautiful choice i hadn't heard it before so uh thank you for introducing me to it as well and uh thank you for your time today i wish we had longer i wish we could uh, chat to you for longer there's a few a lot more of your songs i'd love to ask you about sometime about how you came to them but um yeah. maybe another time when we've got, got a bit more time ahead of us um but thank you for joining me and um thank you everyone watching i highly recommend going and checking out mick's uh mick artistic's ego trip um you on spotify and things like that mick i'm on spotify yeah. on youtube uh, and things as well isn't there? yeah and um, uh and if it's if this is going out before friday um we're on i'm live on friday on facebook it's on your facebook uh, page and then i'll be on the following week as well cool. so. yeah so yeah highly recommend following mick and uh try and catch a live show when the uh the gigs are open again because uh it's a hell of an experience as a mick artistic uh, live performance <laughs> so yeah thanks a lot mick um my and, pleasure ben. my pleasure yeah thank you and thank you everyone for watching i'll uh be back soon with another episode thank you Thank you.